knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. Thank you very much for... uh Listening and downloading, I surely do appreciate it. Uh, hey, guys, get these commercials out of the way. Um, TheBeardStruggle.com. If you got yourself a beard, you're thinking about growing a beard, check them out. They got awesome products. I use them. I really do dig them. I really, really do. Um, they got the balms and the elixirs and shampoos and conditioners. They got a beard straightener, bags, combs, everything you could possibly want to take care of that beard. Um, it's really good stuff. All good, like manly Viking themed stuff. Smell good. Actually. Um, I dig it. I really do. So go on to the beardstruggle.com use code fullscale 15 at checkout. You're going to save yourself 15% and you're going to help out the program. So I'd appreciate you doing that. Keep, uh, if you would, uh, keep subscribing if you haven't already. Uh, like rate and review, all that good stuff. Share it. That is huge. When you guys share it on social media. That's, like, super huge. Tag some buddies. That's big, too. Um, everything we can do to reach as many people. You know, like, my personal page is I'm just about tapped out, like, 5,000 friends on there. But my posts aren't reaching a fraction of that. So, you know, I'm definitely not a master at the Facebook algorithm kind of a thing. Uh, but what I do know is that the more it's shared, the taps into your network – that's that's really where the numbers can grow. So the more you can do that, the better it'll be for all of us. Uh, I can, I'll can i have a bigger reach. I can get bigger names, more content, more different content, and uh, you can help make that happen. So keep doing that. That's the little uh, full-scale plug. Also, Full Scale Outdoors is booking goose hunts this year. Uh, I've got some land up north of the cities. I have a guide in the southwest part of the state around Jackson and may have some west metro spots. So if you're interested in booking some hunts, get a hold of me. Uh, you can call me at 612-209-5438. You can text me at that same number, 612-209-5438. Or it's probably easiest, just get a hold of me on any one of those social media platforms. Facebook, send me a message. Uh, slide into the DMs on Instagram, send me a Snapchat, uh, whatever, and uh, we'll get you we'll get you booked and doing doing a hunt. That'd be sweet. Uh, also, see when this episode gets released. There should still be time. Uh, the Wings North Hunting Club in Pine City. We're doing a field of fork cooking class, and that's uh, forty bucks a person. And uh, we're about half booked as I record this. 
and uh, we're getting some calls on it. So if you want to do it, I would I wouldn't wait. I would call sooner than later and uh, get signed up for that. If you're one of those people that like you know only makes jerky out of your geese, which is great. I love jerky, uh, but there's a bunch of other stuff you can do with it, and it's actually super easy. Uh, you're probably be blown away how easy it is to make a bomb ass dish and you're not marinating italian dressing you're not doing all this stupid shit to it um it's almost like less is more actually and then i'll show you kind of a a more advanced dish you can make as well that will blow your socks off so get a hold of me for that that is the 26th that's september 26 6 30 p.m and also that day, the 26th, I'm actually running a special that day for my goose hunts um, will be $100. In my zone, will be $100 per person. Uh, so you're getting, and then that will include uh, your your uh, meal, or not meal, but the, the class. So kind of killing two birds with one stone there. So giving you a little bit of a deal there. That's going to be really limited. That'll only be up to eight people in the field. I've already booked a couple of those spots. So if you're interested in that, doing the hunt and the class, get a hold of me sooner or later because that shit's going to go fast. So there you go. That's it. On today's episode, we are bringing back David Goose. Uh, when we first talked, he was um, talking about launching his his brand, Goose Brand, and he has done that. It sounds like it's going great. And uh, we're going to talk about that, the upcoming season, among other things. So right here on the Full Scale Outdoors podcast is David Goose. (laughs) Oh, here we go, boys. Go. I love that sound. This is a good one. Making the uh, old podcast rounds out there with Heinz. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get out there. That's the cool thing. That roost is pretty. It's the deal. Yeah. It honestly is the deal, yeah. It's I refreshing. I don't want to talk too much about it because I want to save that for when I finally get sure. out there. I know sure. he's not going to come here, so I'm going to have to make a trip out the hutch, and I'm running out of free time to do it because we are like... The early goose season might as well be tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Well, David, how is Goose Brand doing? Because the first time you were on, yeah. it was pretty much in... I mean, you were in... It was at the early stage. It, it was, was at the early stages. You yeah. weren't launching yet. You right. were close. Right. Like it was in conception. It was more. I would say it was more. In, it was more than just in conception because you had some. Yep. You know, you had your design made up. You had you had a game plan. You had a business plan. But now here we are. Like, oh, it's got to be a year later, if not more <clears> than. No, not not even a year yet. Oh, hasn't even no, been a year. It was January when I started selling stuff. But I was. But I. So it was. It was early on when I was here last. Yeah, last it was time. pretty early, yeah. right? Yeah, very early. Yeah, yeah I'm coming up on. I think it'll be two years in November sometime. Okay. And I believe I had you on my first season or first year. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. 
Because it was during hunting season last year. It was like late September, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Or like early October or something. I don't remember if we were in the, yeah. in the midst of the season or not. I'd have to go back and listen to it. That was a while ago. I could look it up and find out, but whatever. Fuck it. But So how's it been going? Good. Is it? Good. It's been going good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously sold quite a bit right away. You know? Right. Yeah, you get that Everybody initial that burst. It and everything, been waiting you know, for. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty steady, you know. Obviously, with coronavirus, you know, you didn't know how things were going to get affected sure. and all that. But yeah, it stayed it stayed stayed steady. You know, it's going to be it's going to feel really good to have a hunting season under my belt too. I bet you know I what bet. I mean. Yeah, you yeah. get more content with the right. repping the brand and right. stuff like that. It's kind of disappointed. Obviously, we didn't have contest season this year. Yeah, you know, Nick and I were talking <coughs> about that, um, and kind of. We had an idea, and I forgot to talk about it, but I wonder if we couldn't set up some sort of virtual calling contest. Well, have you not been watching? Apparently, I haven't. Watching what? what we, we've had multiple. Oh, have yeah. you? Oh, yeah, see, and you want to know the crazy thing about it? idea and ran with it. You know God who Kyle Jones is? Yeah. He's a current world champion. Him, but yeah. yeah. So we have this Facebook page called Competitive Duck and Goose Callers. Nick Johnson was actually one of the founding fathers of that. Okay. That page. Um, it's just a really great page for anybody that's interested in contest calling of any of duck duck and goose calling. Sure. Um, because they can watch. You know, they can keep in in up to date when all the contests are and everything. That's open to. That's not a private group. That's just a no, whatever no. Group. You just have to. Hold somebody on. has to approve you Let and, me go and that. To the thing. What's it called? Competitive duck and goose callers. Competitive. I don't know why. Nick hasn't said anything about it. Competitive. Duck and goose colors. All right, I'll join it. Cool. Jesus, there's five point five members in there already. Yeah, yeah. So, God, I don't have that many people following me. Kyle went on and he did. He called it the quarantine live duck. <laughs> okay. It was a live duck contest. When was the first one? It was like right at the beginning of the year. <clears throat> oh. So it would have been like right when the coronavirus was. Oh, you well, know, I can't even claim it was my idea. <laughs> so he called it. Yeah, the quarantine live duck, which is pretty typical, and they had over seventy callers. Holy shit! Yeah, and then he did a live goose, a quarantine live goose, and I, that's what I competed in. We had sixty-four callers in it. Wow! Yeah, so it's almost, in a way, more successful or more popular than than. Right. You don't have to travel anywhere. You don't have to travel. travel. They can do it right from their house. You know, and there's a lot of different aspects that go into it, you know, because, you know, obviously me being somebody that competes on a stage, I know the value of, you know, being able to record multiple routines and post what you want to post. Um, You can pick your, where you record your routine. You know, there was stuff like my buddy Josh Platy's out of Kansas, another Mulkier guy. He was, he went out on his bass boat. In a bay, nice, <laughs> and recorded. I mean, it was you saw a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. went to my shed, just for the acoustics of that aspect. Sure. But you yep. can kind of pick and choose exactly what you so want. You kind of creative with it. Yeah, so I kind of like that aspect of it. Now, when I was talking to Nick, he was like, he wasn't like a super fan of it because you use your best one. I think actually, you know, who I was talking to it was when I had um, Joy Vasalo on. Yeah, a couple of the Waterfall Wednesdays. Yep. And uh, that's when we were talking about it. And he's like, you know, you can pick your favorite one. And right. I was like, well, why can't you can do it basically live? Like you can have have people scheduled. Yeah. Like six oh five, 
David Goose takes the stage. Mm-hmm. You now have five minutes to get your your entry in. Yep. You hold. You got to hold up a sign because we're going to send you a code that only the only the judges are going to know. They'll send you a code. You know, like I am David Goose. Right. Put the thing up. Here's the code. Now we know this is your take. Right. Right here. Right. So but they've act- live they actually get. started doing that. So what they do is the first two rounds, you can take your pick. You can go, mm-hmm. you know, you can record one routine or you can record 8,000 routines and pick which one you want. The first two rounds are like that. And then the third round, you have to go live on. When did they start doing that? They did that a couple after a couple, they had a couple contests. Okay. But so I'll agree with Joey. My, that's still not my original idea. I'll agree with Joey about that, though, <laughs> especially being somebody, you know, when I compete on a stage, I don't like the aspect of, you know, the fact that you're not on a stage, you're not in front of people. Because yeah, right. in my eyes, Nerves and everything that's else part of in. contest sure, calling. You sure. know what I mean? Part of it is who can handle themselves the best under kind yeah, of the that's pressure of that too. you get. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I mean, there's arguments for um, all of it, I think. Because when we talked about it, you know, it's like, well, I don't like that you can take the best one. Everybody's going to have a perfect routine. Not necessarily. No. Because what they think is the perfect one still isn't going to be the perfect one to the judge's ears and necessarily. Right. I mean, maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. But you're also getting the best that you can put together. Right. So you're it's you're still judged again. It's all relative. Like, everybody is going to send in their best. So whose best is better? Right. You know, it's like it's right. still it's not like everybody why well, can't decide. I, there's there's always still going to be somebody that is better. Right. Well, I know and some of the some of the guys that run the World Goose were they had a video like a Zoom call or something and they were talking about it and Teddy Hoover um basically said he's like welcome to the new novice goose calling contest in a way. Mm. You know what I mean? Cuz there was mm-hmm. a lot of names that I did not recognize on there. Sure, it it does <clears throat> It does remove some barriers. Yeah. Uh, like some, maybe some kids couldn't afford to travel. You right. Know? But now they can just do it in their, in their basement in Podunk, Idaho, or wherever they're at, you know? Right. Or, and or I downtown love Minneapolis. Aspect. Yeah. You know, I love whatever. that aspect of it for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so that opens the door. I mean, I'm just playing the pros and cons here. It's like, so that's one barrier that's out of the way. Might taking away the, stage nervousness yep. aspect of it, which can be argued is a bad thing, but also is going to be a good thing as far as bringing people to the, I can't really call it a sport, but to the competition um, that might not have had the balls to do it before. You right. know? And then right. after they do a couple of these online ones, and hopefully we get back to some semblance of normalcy where we start having them live again, now that person that might never have taken that first step it's probably going to be like, all right, well, I did the online one, and I actually was, you know, I didn't win, but I was 25th out of 64. That's not so bad. Maybe I maybe I should travel to Game Fair next year and, right. and do that thing, you know? Well, and I know, too, there's confidence. been some talk between the guys um, that compete on a stage um, about talk about, like, when you – if you make it to the third round in an online contest and you haven't competed on a stage, you get money a money voucher to go and pay for your entry fee at a oh, okay. in-person, at contest. in-person contest, you know what I mean, to kind of give that incentive to, sure. for people to actually get yeah. up and, and compete up there. So, yeah. But not being a caller, I mean, for me, you know, a contest caller, this is all, like, I'm just spitballing. So, I mean, I don't know. if Do you think it's a good – is it better to have more participants? 
I think so, yeah, for sure. Especially like on a on a platform like an online contest too. Like just for the reason we just talked about getting people into the yeah, sport. I mean, a lot of people actually do consider it a sport. Well, I mean, it's just it's it. like the thing. It's like the I mean, you can you can argue if you want to call it a sport or not a sport. I mean, there's no ball, there's no I mean, you could be 350 pounds and and you know, it's kind of a tradition. Struggle to walk up yeah. the stairs and and right still be competitive if you're a badass goose collar right so right is it right. a sport i don't know but it's just like it's a competition i guess but i think it's just like the you know saying brings people to the sport i think it's just a it kind of has a different meaning like mm-hmm. you know you can get right. technical with it but it's just easier to say right people know what you mean when you say it you mm-hmm. know it's not like and i would assume that people that are into calling on a contest level, are also already in the sport of hunting. So right. I, don't, I don't think you're really bringing new people to hunting. Well, and another kind of cool aspect that I liked are. about it um, was the fact that it was like if you were in that Facebook page, you could watch it all unfold. You know what I mean? It was like right. you'd go on and watch it. So probably it was probably one of the higher-viewed contests. Oh, wow. Ever, well, if you think well, about same it. same thing. You know now, what I mean? Nobody has to travel to the game to, to watch. To watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we do – don't live streams and pants. stuff and you know they usually end up on youtube and stuff but like in this case you can go on whenever you want you can type in whoever you want to watch and you can watch the routine in the contest yeah so true and it, for the first couple contests too you could even basically watch the live judging you could see what the judges scored everybody and and all that that's pretty cool which Did if the you just have cameras on them like that'd no. be kind of cool watch, nope. watch. They, you should get they all right there's an idea you guys can take and run with the judges should have cameras on them as they're watching so you get their like facial expressions and stuff right i think that you know you see somebody go ooh, if somebody hit a bad note or you know raise eyebrow like ooh, right you know they start looking at you know going damn you know i think that'd be pretty sweet that have would that be down in cool. the bottom corner of the video while somebody's you know performing or whatever like get some Real-time reactions. Take a lot of coordination, but, yeah, that'd be ah, cool. Be easy. <laughs> There's some tech wizards out there, people your age. That's I mean, you come out of the computer – or come out of the computer. Come out of the out of the vagina knowing how to program a computer. <laughs> Zoom. we got to get a yeah. Zoom call. Yeah. Calling contest. Do something. <laughs> or, I mean, I, dude, there's, there's definitely a way that you could do, like, screen sharing or something like that for sure. A little picture-in-picture. There's definitely a way. Some geek out there right now is like, I've been doing that for 20 years, you idiot. So, I mean, they'll figure it out. So, I won't, but somebody. I'm an idea guy, all right? I don't I don't, I don't, don't know how to put any of this in a production. For, and I'm a terrible idea guy because all my ideas are already taken. Hey, what's the saying? <laughs> it all started with an idea, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Somebody else's idea, obviously. I'm always late to the party with ideas. I always think it's like, you know what there should be? They should make the thing with four wheels and a motor inside. Yeah, a car. They've been doing that for a long time now. I was like, damn it. Right. <laughs> Thought I was original, but I'm not. Uh so what are um where are you at? Are you are you at where you were hoping to be at this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um I got a bunch of new hats coming, you know, we're just getting some new inventory. I restocked my most popular selling item. I got a bunch of those. Nice. And which now- is uh, the green hoodie, the, the okay. grass side hoodie. Nice. I need to get one of those. Yeah, yeah. I just got a bunch in. But now it's just time to, to hunt, and uh, really the the biggest thing is 
I just want to see guys out hunting wearing my stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to see some pile pictures with it's a cool, goose brand hat on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's really where, where I'm at, too. And um, we're going to run some really cool giveaways, too. I, I'm going to try to do a, a giveaway every month. All you got to do is be wearing a hat, wearing a hoodie, post a picture, tag my goose brand Instagram the, in there. Instagram, okay. Yep. And every month of the hunting season, we're going to give away decoys, calls. Cool, man. Some, some goose brand stuff and just get people out hunting with it yeah, so that's awesome it, yeah. it's super cool when when you see that shit like um it happens rarely but it happens once in a while i'll just see a random you know full-scale hat floating out there you're like oh shit yeah that's my hat <laughs> it's like that's pretty cool uh yeah never gets old hopefully you see it more and more but for uh in september i know or last hunting season i obviously gave some of my buddies and stuff some goose hats and we were you know yeah taking i've pictures seen and some pictures yeah and i got a uh random instagram message from this random guy he's like tell your guys to quit scouting my stuff because he saw my hat and they were driving around you know what i mean oh so sure it's kind yeah, of that. Yeah, so yeah. they don't yeah. go to that they they call me and be like who's wearing this hat and who's scouting this like yeah, you yeah. gotta figure it out i'm like i don't know dude <laughs> you know scout my stuff yeah <laughs> that was kind of funny hey man birds fly right right it's gonna happen multiple people are gonna scout the same areas that's just it's not a secret Oh yeah, that's that's uh, just the name of the game. I saw a post earlier. Uh, one it might have been Minnesota Waterfall, or I don't remember. Um, but it was somebody bitching, like they went to go get permission, and apparently somebody beat them to it for like the whole area. Yeah, like they're like, I don't know who has to feel like they need to lock up the whole area in May or whatever. But blah blah, blah just bitching. I'm like, well, snoozy lose. Soon as you, soon as you. As soon as you know what crop is planted, like you can see, it's going to be a small green field. Right. I don't know why you're not stopping. Right. <laughs> like, my the farmers going to be like, bro, that's not for five months. You don't need to worry about it. <laughs> Honestly, it's getting to the point on Minnesota waterfowlers too. I feel like people just make posts just to get everybody going. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like some, nothing has changed. I don't right. know. Do you remember? Were you online during the old like forum days mm. when the Minnesota waterfowler forum no, was no. was going on? Same shit. Yeah. Same identical shit. I right. mean, it's just people just like to bitch. And the same stuff with, like, air, air, quotes, air quotes, stupid questions. You know, yep. you get you get that a lot. Like, somebody will ask a question that's that to people that hunt or have hunted for a long time might seem elementary. I'm trying to think of, like, And a, they'll troll them. It's not even so much that. It's like... I think the person asking a question already pretty much knows the answer because right. it's like such a simple answer to the question or a simple question, if you will. And it doesn't have anything to do with like really wanting to learn or it's it's just a, a poor conversation starter <laughs> is what it is. Like these people yeah. are just so jacked up about duck and goose hunting that they just want to talk about it. So they're like, they're sitting at work or they're sitting at home or whatever. They're on their phone. They're taking a shit, whatever they're doing. They're bored. Their mind's been on goose hunting, and they're just, you know, they, they're scrolling through, and they're just something strikes them to make a post, and they're just like, you know, ah, I'm trying to think, like, what would be a, a stupid, I don't even say a stupid question, but one that you know is going to get, you know, a lot of fire. Like, do you think water hunting screws up the, roost you know and they know they know that's gonna blow up into a shit show right but there's like some of them do that just to start the fire and some i swear some just do it because they just want to talk about it like right you know they don't even care they just want to talk about it like conducts and geese 
Can they breed? Can they hybridize? Well, how come there isn't a mallard Canada hybrid? Okay, that'd be that's like a good example of like. Okay, you know, you asked that question, but you know it's impossible because they're two separate species. Right, right. right. If, there, if there was possible, somebody would have done it by now. And so then everybody's going to come on there. They're going to call the guy an idiot. They're going to this, they're that, and that. But it has nothing to do with anything. The guy already knew the answer. He just wanted to hear himself talk. He wanted to talk about duck and goose hunting. Like they're just, they're just excited about it. Well, yeah, and some, sometimes it is pretty funny because, like, I got a buddy – He's a duck caller. He's a contest duck caller. I'll keep his name out of it, but he's not from Minnesota. And there were snow geese coming in. It was the springtime coming in at this lake from another state. And there's a big lake here in Minnesota that everybody hunts, and it had the same name, the both lakes. Mm. So he went on Minnesota waterfowlers, and he's like, "Look at all the snow geese on this lake." Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody ran down and you know obviously it was, it was in an area too in minnesota where like if you see snow geese in the springtime it's like what yeah. and there was thousands you know what i mean so just the comments on there man it was just people were fighting over who's gonna get there first That's who's awesome. people were dri- driving or commenting in route to go get permission on all these fields around there <laughs> and everything and this is in a whole other state you know <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah that that's it I, that's actually just fun. That's yeah. Pretty good. I don't know if it. I yeah. I to, to be honest, I don't know if he meant to do it in Minnesota wild, waterfowlers. Right. I don't know if it was, but it turned out to be pretty darn funny to, <laughs> to, to watch all that go down. People are yelling at each other, bitching each other out, like I'm gonna get there first. Or it was like, was it a couple seasons ago when a lot of people were reporting specs in Minnesota in the fall, like yep. they were hearing them, and a couple people shot it. You know, shot one yeah. or two here or there. That turned into a, like a one week shit show. Yeah, where people like somebody posted a, a field pick of some in the field field, and they're like, "Why are you doing that? People are gonna know where that is. That, that right. photo's geotagged, and everybody's gonna know where to scout." They're like, "Dude, if they're there today, I cannot virtually promise you they will not be there tomorrow. Right? So knock yourself out. You want to hunt that field for specs? Have at her, buddy. Like, you'd better. You you should have been set up in that field already. Right? You should go as drive yeah. coming in because yeah, you're not." can't scout specs in this state like come on man right (laughs) (laughs) unless you get the rare occurrence when they're like sitting in town or something like that with the with the canadas and stuff but even then they usually don't stick around right i mean they're like or somebody shoots it over here or whatever yeah Yeah, are they that happened to us well they didn't shoot it but i remember this is many moons ago now but it was like the day before uh duck opener i believe and we went out we had got permission for this uh private pond it's more like a small lake, but and uh, so we're all jacked up about that thing. Just looks ducky as can be. So we're out there paddling around a canoe, just kind of scoping the place out because we'd never been on there, and and we could hear geese around flying around. And then we heard one. We just we heard a speck. You know, like we're like what what? Holy shit! We were jacked up. We could hardly sleep the night. You know, I already can't sleep the night before opener, right. anyways. And now with that, like, dude, we might shoot a speck tomorrow. <laughs> it's like it's in the area. Not only did we not shoot one, we didn't see one and or hear one. So right, he, he, he moved on. I mean, yeah, it, it, and then talk gets around. You know, like it's kind of like when when somebody sees or hears a mountain lion around. Oh you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. everybody in the county is like, yeah, there's a mountain lion around. Yeah, we tell like, DNR, they tell us there isn't a breeding population. I've been saying it for years. I hear blah blah blah. Oh, I saw the mountain lion here, and then the guy the same day, twenty miles away. Oh, yeah. the mountain lion's behind my house. There like, was one there. There was one. That came through Minnesota that 
obviously, you know, I, I don't know when he passed through, but he was within a mile, more than likely, of where I have my where I had my deer stand. Okay. Because he was reported like it started in like Otsego or somewhere out kind of northwest metro, and then there was a sighting in like Vadness Heights, and then there was a sighting, you know, like yeah. he just tracked it, and I'm like, he would have had to gone up and around White Bear Lake to like the next place he was out of like Stillwater or some shit, and it's like. Bro, that would have brought him right here. Like, that would have been so cool to be sitting in a stand and just see that guy come slinking through the woods. Yeah. You know, you can't legally shoot him in this state. Right. And I honestly probably wouldn't have anyways. I would have just sat there like, holy shit. Get on your camera. Well, yeah, phone would be out for sure. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Be a shaky, blurry Sasquatch video, but, (laughs) you know, whatever. It would have been pretty badass. That particular cat ended up getting hit by a car. Really? In Massachusetts. No way. Yeah. How do you know it was that particular they, one? Uh, DNA, the oh, okay. hair strands yeah. that they found. So every time there was a sighting, they'd go out and investigate it, and they'd, they'd find, like, trace hair. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it was the young male just, like, striking out, looking for a new territory, and yeah, he just they... kept running into populated areas, so he just fucking kept going. They covered a lot of ground. Yeah. I mean, they, they assume you started from, like, the Black Hills or something, and mm-hmm. you just, like... Fuck this shit! I'm going east. <laughs> right, just kept going straight east. Meanwhile, everybody that talked about it, you know, grandpas are sitting at coffee talking. Oh yeah, the mountain lion. The next year, they yeah. talk about it for that years. One. That's you know Ted. I mean? yeah. yeah, there yeah, it is. We've been seeing him for thirty years. Yeah, it's an old cat. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, things like a hundred hundred pound young male. You know, it's like yeah, hundred miles away. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we don't have. I mean, some people will literally go to their grave and they'll scream and spit that we have. You know reproducing population of mountain lions in the state, like in the northeast corner or something up by Duluth. But if you ever go up there in the North Shore, it's like, it looks like cat country. Right. There's plenty of deer around. There's really not that many people. Like, I'm kind of surprised there's not right a population up there, you know? Yeah. But I could, DNR sticks by their guns. They say we don't we don't have don't have any. I guess until, until I see a, a photo of little cubs running around, I, yeah. I guess I kind of gotta believe them you know? right well i don't know what's i don't know why they would lie about it like to what's the dnr's benefit right so you have proof of a breeding that one female cat gave a litter you know right kicked out a litter okay doesn't mean we're gonna have a mountain lion season i mean right <laughs> one family of mountain lions is not a popular huntable population so i Right. I mean, I, I I would get, like, if they notified, like, farmers and stuff around there, you know what I mean? Sure. They do damage, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, they're going to, yeah, and people start losing, you know, sheep or cattle to yeah to a mountain lion or something. Yeah. I mean, if that happened, I think they would just go and take care of it and probably try to trap it and relocate it, or maybe they would just shoot it. I don't know. But um, it's, and if we had a viable population in the state, you would see that more often. And Right. I've never heard of it happening, you yeah. know. No, I mean you got wolves. Wolves do a fair amount of killing, yeah, livestock and stuff. But we know we have wolves. I mean that's not that's right. not a secret. We got a shit ton of wolves. <laughs> Probably should have a season on those, but that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother topic. Bag of worms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, what are your you want know, you want to see more of your stuff out in the field? But like, do you have kind of like five year plan? Oh yeah, or stuff oh, yeah. like that. You yeah, got, uh, we got some stuff in the works. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to sell apparel forever, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. 
So, what's the grand scheme? Do you want to share with the grand scheme? Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. keep it. I'll keep it secret. I'll keep Got it secret. A little, some yeah. teasers, something. That, you know, I. Uh, the biggest thing too is you know I call it Goose Brand. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can sell multiple things and I yeah. can put my logo on what I want to put it on. Decoys, you know what blinds. I mean, I mean the, yeah. the sky's the limit. You could, you literally could do everything. Right. And it's, it's a good logo. It's, uh, it's the first time you showed me, I was like, that's pretty tight. That's pretty badass. You got the last name for it, which is, just got lucky. It's lucky. It is lucky. <laughs> Very lucky. Fortuitous. Right. It's very right. fortuitous. Because it wouldn't mean shit if you weren't into goose hunting. Right. So it'd just be a last name. So big deal. But you happen to be. So it's it's very it's very. And fitting. a goose collar too. That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not just a goose collar. You're you're. A, are you a champion? Have you won anything? I've won a I've won a Grand National Novice Championship, and then me and my buddy Timmy uh, won the Minnesota State Championship on the two man last year. So you're champ. Yeah, state champ, Minnesota champ state champ. Jordan champ. Jordan Kyle won the. The solo or the open for the Minnesota State, and Joe won it the year before, I think for maybe two years. So yeah, but me and my buddy Tim actually, we had taken second at the Minnesota State and at Game Fair for probably three or four different contests before we finally took first. So we had take second, 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 and then we won the Minnesota State. So oh, nice. And it was always by like one point we'd miss right, out a yeah. first. So that one felt that really one, good. Yeah, that would have felt good. And I know that yeah, I know that he's still super jacked. I think even today he posted the picture of the plaque that we got on yeah. his on his story and so yeah. Oh bro, was, I get it. That my that one right there. Yeah. Minnesota made Clearwater Lake. Dude, I'm super proud of that one. Heck That's, yeah. That was a grind. Heck was, yeah. That we you, needed it. You might actually be pretty surprised by this, but um, my buddies got word that I that we weren't gonna have calling contests this year. So w- we were drinking one night and they're like, You should come fish some bass tournaments this year. So I fished the Greenhorn Opticast, oh, yeah? Advanced Opticast oh, this boy. year. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun, you know. Yeah. They, you they're do? just like, we got to get you out doing something other than just sitting in your shed blowing your goose call. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty fun. <laughs> just let her rip when you're out there in the bass boat. Just let Fuck her it. rip. Just yeah. take just take a break when you're like, ah, I got to take a break. This yeah, shit's pissing me. Well, off. I used to do it back in the day too. Start ripping to, on it. I used to fish the Fishers of Man and everything, and then I got into the goose calling world, and that's pretty much all I did. But yeah, no, it felt good to get out and fish yeah. tournaments again. It sucked. It suck you in a little bit more. You want to want to do it some more? A little bit, you know. It's but it, fun. Yeah, it it is fun. It is fun. There's nothing like you know sitting around waiting for takeoff and going out to your spot. Yeah. And, you know. You're, so, but yeah, it was good. We we had we were on. Let's see where we we uh, Clearwater, Coronas, uh, Cedar, and then the Chain. And Maple, actually, my um, oh, okay. town that I live in. Yeah. yeah. So we did all right. We oh, we're finished be, middle we're of the pack. Gonna, we're on Maple again this year for Minnesota Made. And I oh, got, yeah? I got some unfinished business on that lake. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's an interesting lake, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. it's it's It was a tough lake. It was super cold when was we it? had our event. Yeah, it was like 20 below. Like, it was cold. We had the... We use portables. Like, I never use portables, but yep. I didn't fish out of the portable. We just put our bucket of fish in there because so, they were starting to freeze. Okay. The buckets were freezing from, like, the outside in, you know? Really? Like, yeah. So, like, all right, set the house up, you know, get the heater rocking yeah. in there. It's like, holy shit, fish are going to be frozen in a block of ice. Yeah, I was, I was talking to uh, – because I, you know, when I'm at, we're at weigh-ins, I know maybe this is a sin, I don't know, but I'm still trying to talk goose hunting with some of these guys, you know, and a lot of these guys are like, you know, bass, bass, bass. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. But the tournament director, I don't know if you know Dylan and Dalton Roth. No, I don't think so. But um, they're big and 
to bass fishing and but they still do a little hunting mm-hmm. so i was talking with them and and uh dylan was telling me um about how like it'll be he'll be out on clear water and it'll be snowing and he's fishing tournaments in like november you know what i mean like almost running into guys diver spreads and stuff yeah, and i'm oh yeah. like and I, you know i briefly knew about bass fishing tournaments and everything but i didn't know they were in november you know what i mean like yeah i, I don't like, know of any that go that late but I guess they get canceled a lot, but yeah, he's hardcore into it. Wow, awesome guy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem with me being like a all outdoors stuff. Like you know, a there's no off season. B they collide. Like my last oh, yeah. two, my last two events for my bass club are in September. Like I got to give up a weekend of hunting to yeah go fish these fish these events. You know, it's like can we can we not schedule these in September? It'd be great. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, June, July, August. I mean, we do we uh, do we really need to do these in September? Like, come on, <laughs> you're killing me here. Right. Right. <laughs> but cools off a little bit. Supposedly the fishing's pretty good, but yeah, I, yeah, I October can be real hot. Me personally, start. I mean, I do like bass fishing, but not nearly as much as I like goose hunting. Man, I could I couldn't do it. I I'd have to go goose hunting. I just could See, not. Do and, it. and I'm I'm kind of torn, but I would probably actually have to give goose hunting the nod because i'm saying do we have to have this and like i have to make a decision yeah and it's not like i'm choosing i mean i guess i could choose to not fish those events but then i'm not i'm gonna lose out on i'll get two zeros right you know so i was like that's not gonna help my overall score obviously that's gonna put me out of contention for anything so right i'm kind of forced to fish them but if if it was a choice where it wasn't going to cost me anything, I'd be in the goose field. Yeah. I mean, so I guess I like goose hunting a little bit more, and I like the bass fishing, but sure. they're pretty close. Yeah. And thankfully, it doesn't collide with – well, that's not true either. I mean, I had to make a decision last year in the Minnesota made season. We got a sub for our last event because I was guiding snow goose hunts down in Arkansas. Yeah. And I was not okay with that. So I actually was picking ice fishing – over snow goose i didn't i picked snow goose hunting but okay. it was killing me yeah. it was killing me to not be on that lake and fish in that tournament sure like i'm like nope never again so yeah see because i i bass fish tournaments for a while but then when the call, contest calling came into the picture i mean i remember you know having to skip bass tournaments to go to game fair because i wanted to you right. know what i mean yeah so that's why i kind of hung it up on the on the bass side is you yep. know it was just I, I I love bass fishing, but you know what? Goose hunting, not anywhere Of course, close. it doesn't always have to be a tournament either. Right. I mean, if you just like the bass fish, you can just go bass exactly, fish. And, exactly. And just enjoy setting the hook and not have to worry about what place you come in. And um, But if you're a competitor yeah. and obviously you have that competitive spirit, like, it's just better. Like, I just, like, I find myself, if I don't have, if I'm not scouting for a, a tournament, like, if I don't have anything coming up, it's just me. And I don't have nobody, you know, my buddies are all busy or something's going on. It's like, it's actually kind of hard for me to get the initiative to get up early, hook the boat up, and head out just to fish for shits and giggles. Right. Like, I'm to that point, like, in my career, it's like, I need I need a reason to be out there, mm-hmm. you know. Clients would be great. You know, I'd be all jacked up, if, you know, if I was taking somebody right. out. Yeah, that'd be That'd be like the best, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be, I'd be super stoked for that. But if I don't have clients that particular weekend, then it's just like, sure, I should probably go fishing today, but also sounds like a lot of work, and, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, make it a contest or make it, you know, even fishing with a buddy or whatever. It's like, yeah, let's go, you know? But yeah. 
Just speaking of clients, did you uh, go hunt with Dean much last year? I I've never hunted with Dean. Oh, you've never hunted? <laughs> not with flight? not with oh, him. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I hunted for him okay. all last spring. Did you? Okay, yeah, that's who I was. That was who I was hunting. How about in the fall at all? Nope, no, I haven't done anything with Dean. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but our schedules just haven't sure jived. And of course, now we're getting into season. They'll probably be too busy to get him on again. But we'll get him on there eventually. He was just fighting me for the longest time. Like ah, I don't really want to be on that. But I think he's starting to see that like podcasts are kind of becoming a kind of a big big thing. Like other guides and other brands are you know making the podcast rounds and doing a thing. I think he's starting to see the value in it. You know when I first right. approached him with it, and he you know I, you know I told him I had a podcast when I first started working for him, and he was like, oh, what's that? You know I don't yeah. think he really quite knew what they were. Or, sure put any weight behind it but yep i kind of have a feeling now because now he's calling me once in a while like okay hey we should do a podcast I'm like yeah we should yeah <laughs> and then when we try then it just doesn't work out the oh, yeah. schedules are just fucked and whatever else but yeah yeah he, he he's like a it, it's fun because you know we go down there for the staff hunt you know so i'm down there with dean and then obviously trying and all them guys show up and but you know we'll go to the bowling alley and Dean is yeah. like the guy. He's you hilarious. I mean? He's just like the guy. Like yeah. everybody knows Dean. You know he's he's a he's an awesome dude. He's hilarious. Yeah. Like he would be one of the best guests. Yeah. Like he's just. You know I only really run into him in South Dakota. He comes out and he, you know, stays at the motel with us and, you know, he doesn't hunt still, but he right. you know he's there and managing everything or whatever he usually does by phone but he's doing it in person and he's and we all hang out and have beers and whatever after and he's just hilarious like yeah. he's just a, a super cool fun guy to hang out with yeah like it's yeah i was gonna um when they did that malax fishing thing did you do that no oh that might just be for his guides i'm not sure but um yeah i wasn't able to do that i was like had fishing conflicts i think sure can't remember what i was doing yeah, I really just make it down there when I'm down there hunting with the Mulkier crew. Mm. So, gotcha. I yeah. probably should get training on one of these times. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I talked to him. I shared a booth with him at the game fair last year. Oh yeah, just I mean, he was again. He's busy. I mean, yeah. I don't want to hinder what he's doing, and it's like a revolving door through that thing. I mean, everybody wants to talk to him, and everybody wants to, you know have him tune a call or, or whatever, you know, he's, right. he's busy. He's grinding it out. So. Yeah, for sure. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons that I'm missing contest season is, you know, just seeing everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing the guys I compete against and, you know, it's just, it's just a really yeah, cool one environment. Time a year you really you know? get together and see people you haven't seen all year right. long. And yeah. Well, cool. especially contest season, you know, you'll see them this weekend, but other than that, you know, maybe you'll hunt with them a little bit, but yeah, it's just seeing everybody. I know I was talking with Joey Vassallo about that a little bit too. It's just you kind of miss everybody. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big part of it. I mean, it sucks that we're not having a game fair this year. I it mean, state did it sucks suck, for not yeah. a state fair. I mean, it sucks that we yeah. haven't had county fairs. Like it's just it sucks, and I think we're all aware of how bad it sucks. Oh, yeah. It's like hopefully we'll start getting back to you know this is totally different. But I I heard today there was an outside chance that they might be actually we haven't heard for sure if they're canceling like the. Um, the ice fishing show at St. Paul. Okay. So that, you know, because now we're, it's all going to come down and everybody get your tinfoil hats on conspiracy right. theory here, but it's all, we'll kind of know more in November. Yeah. Probably after the elections. Probably but after. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I mean, at this rate, 
I might vote for Biden if it means I can go to, you know, if we're going to be able to be normal again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I'd kidding. go that far. I'm but. just kidding. I can't <laughs> vote for Biden. Um, but well, I'll be fair. I'm not going to vote for Trump either. But that's neither. We don't need to go down that that line. We can stay out of politics. Uh, but definitely <laughs> not vote for Biden. Forget that. That's That'll never happen. Um, but it does suck that we can't do these, like, social things. But. At least you got the online stuff, which you talked about. But um, yeah, but I is that ongoing things? Like, is there yeah. more coming up? I, it, I think so. They... I don't. I don't know the plan. I mean, I would imagine with hunting season, you know, I, you know, if if they're going on during hunting season, and, and I could be hunting, I don't know if I'll. Yeah, that'd be a tough sell, on. I think. Because that that's a problem with us Minnesota guys, anyways. You know, because even like the worlds, the world goose calling contest is at our best. It's in November, or it's actually it oh, was going to be a deer man. opener this year. That's a terrible idea. But it's always been that way. You know what I mean? And, like, Mike Mike Benjamin and them go out there, and, and you know, they still do. But it's just one weekend. But, you know, you're – Well, I don't give a shit about fire. I'm open. I don't do it anyways. Right, but. right. But either way, if if you're not deer hunting, it's prime goose hunting anyways. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? for sure. So – And you get the – mostly get – well, you get – I shouldn't say all – you don't get the land to yourself, but less pressure on that weekend for sure because some people do – yeah, choose the deer hunt. Quite a few people choose the deer hunt versus goose yeah. hunt. So, yep, you get a little, little, bre- little more breathing room out there. Although by November, it's pretty much only the hardcore guys, you know. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. I mean, it's you know what I mean. Like right, September, a lot of people. It's a war. It's zone. easy. It's a battleground. Nothing else is going on. Everybody's excited. It's the first official hunting season. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody and their brothers out there doing it. Do you get any pigeon hunting in? No, not much this year. We did it this year. Like, the first official time we actually went out for Pidge. Yep. That's fucking fun, dude. It is. I got <laughs> I got some buddies that are really big into it. You know, like Joe does it. Mm-hmm. My buddy uh, Matt Rustad does it. He's big into it. Um, they, you know, they used to do it a lot more, but I know the talk between them is that the numbers are going down a little really? bit. Really? Yeah. That kind of surprises me. Yeah, you know, you can still have some banger shoots, but, you know, even just from watching social media, you know, there's guys that would go out and shoot, you know, 1,000 this day, 800 <sighs> the next day, 700 back to 1,000, and you just don't, you know, day after day after day, yeah. and you, you just don't see that as much anymore. You know, I don't know if the guys yeah. just aren't hunting them as much or, or, or what the deal is. I don't know. Hmm. I don't. I guess I've done a little pigeon hunting, but I, I haven't done a, a whole lot, so I guess I, I it's wouldn't be easy. the best person to talk like, to. I mean, it's, like, super easy. Like, I know what Joe does is they have, like, two dozen full-body pigeon decoys. But, like, when we did it, we had four just – I used my regular duck spinners. Yep. And only two of those were working because I didn't, you know, I didn't put that much thought. I'm like, ah, it's a pigeon hunt. I should yeah. probably check, see if they're charged, but, yeah, whatever, fuck it. Right. Well, they weren't. You know, two of them <laughs> two of them were working, and that's all we needed. I mean, we flipped those things on, tucked into cover, and they just started working, like, immediately checking out there was like a big feed oh, going yeah. on on the opposite end of this wheat field and they were just like they were making as we're driving out there with i mean they're just small flocks are just doing laps around the field and we're like oh we could see this feed over there we're like should we set up over there it's like dude they make they're they're flying over we're right. well, this is good well why fuck that up let's leave that leave you them don't alone. have to hide too too no, well either. just stay still yeah that's all you gotta do is just stay still we yeah we were sitting in chairs you know it was like cut wheat field like a line of grass or weeds you know there was like tall thistles and goldenrod and stuff and then a cornfield 
standing corn behind us. We didn't even go into the corn. We just kind of got into the taller weeds, sat down. That's it. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you stay. I mean, they were kind of, they actually were flaring on a little at first, but I think we were probably swivel heading them and or whatever. And they were picking up on the movement, but right. Once then we moved back just a little bit and then, then it was game over. And sure. then once you start getting dead ones on the field, now, now there's your decoys and they really start coming in, you know, right. it's like, it was so much fun. Oh yeah. Guys get big into it. You know, we, we shot like 51. We picked up 51, I should say. And it could have been, the numbers could have been way more, but none of, we just kept the same chokes in. Yeah. And I'm still using the same choke <laughs> I used to shoot snow geese with. So oh, it's yeah. not, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I should put like a trap choke in for sure. But ah, screw it. Either I'm going to hit them or I'm going to miss them. Right. You know? Right. And we still shot 51. So, Hey, that's I figure day. it's good. Hell, <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. It's good practice. I'm like, you know what? A pigeon's about the size of a goose's head. I should be headshots only this year. Or even ducks, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> about the same size of a teal. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Screw it. Yeah. You don't get duck hunting that much, though. Do you duck hunt? I don't like, know. Is it pretty I, much just goose? Goose hunting. You? you know, we'll shoot them if they oh, if if we're in a cornfield, you sure. know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, I think I duck hunted, like, specifically for ducks twice last year. That's it. I went on duck a, opener for one day. A little bit more. Did you? Just because there's a – I mean, maybe like four times. Okay. I don't remember. Not a lot. That Like late in the season, when everything starts to ice up, we got a lake that we go to that just like – it's the last lake to freeze in the area. So when all the smaller stuff locks up, this one just gets shit stacked. Probably a lot of geese that roost out there. There too. is a lot of geese that roost. They'll, they'll stand on the ice, though, even after it locks up. Really? Yeah. And then – but there's tons of divers. You get golden eyes out there, and oh, yeah. tons of buffies. Dude. There's guys that it's, get really big into that. Always turns into a buffy beatdown. Like it's half of half, if not three quarters of our bag is almost always buffies. Right. But they're so much fun to shoot, dude. Because they yeah. decoy good. Well, you, just... you know, and I know there's a lot of guys that get big into it, but for me, it's like some of those days I'd be I'd, I'd want to be goose hunting. Right. You know? Yeah. I I see the forecast. I see the cold temps and the snow and everything starting to ice up. I'm like, where are the geese roosting <laughs> and where can I get underneath them? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just I, it, that's the coolest thing about even waterfall hunting too is there's so many different dynamics about it that you know you can kind of pick and choose what you like and and pursue it. You know what I mean? Maybe some guys are goose guys, other guys are divers or men. Mm -hmm. Other guys just like greenheads and some guys love to kill wood, wood ducks. You know what I mean? So yeah. we set up on the ice one day, well, a couple of days last year and the first day turned out real good. Yeah. yeah. We had, that was, God, that was a lot of fun, man. When they do it to an ice spread, they do it dirty. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, have, do you ever do it? Oh yeah. Stuff I've ran some ice spreads. God, yeah. that's fun. It is fun. It is fun. I mean, talk about visibility. Yeah. I mean, you know, running traffic it's if you can call half decent you know they're gonna see it well and it opens up a whole lot of hunting opportunities too oh, yeah you know what i mean don't have to ask for permission half the time exactly it's all public water i you mean get a boat access you can get to it this one it was two years ago we did it on we just walked like the whole lake was locked up i mean it wasn't enough to boat anywhere we drug everything out in otter sleds and set up and we shot a few birds probably would have shot more we chose wrong as far as like what side of this point to set up on yeah because you could see like they wanted to put down on the other side but then they saw where the decoys were and then they kind of worked around and then they couldn't quite get down to where they wanted to and it was you know you could see they were kind of struggling like they're kind of right. confused them where we had set up but we did end up shooting some birds and then the ice fisherman came out and then they were like that kind of screwed up everything <laughs> so it's like well 
I guess we're done. <laughs> they come over and they see an otter house sitting out there. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. People are putting pop-ups and stuff. Yeah. They're like, you know, which didn't seem to bother the geese any, but then we were now like shooting over, we are shooting. Oh, geez. Kind of at people. I mean, yeah. they were pretty far away. I don't even know if our pellets would have reached, but I wasn't comfortable doing it. I'm like, yeah, ah, let's, that, that's, this is done. We're done <laughs> here. Like it's, you know, yeah. I, I'm not used to that. Like that was a totally weird kind of, situation you know i don't want to be shooting at people while they're trying to ice fish and you know we can't lay claim to the lake like they have they have right to it you know so right. it's like uh, we got a couple let's fucking go you know i think there we shot go. like four or five or something it was sure it was fun though sleeper game strong on that one strong sleeper game yeah you better believe it what well, kind of sleep what kind of sleepers you use shit we have a, like every sleeper yeah. ever made i sure. mean it's like a conglomerate of we have so many sleepers it's just both my buddies, Joel and, and Austin, they just can't, like, dude, they get a huge hard-on for... Sleeper spots well, are I sweet. Mean, I don't think they personally can get huge hard-ons, but they get hard-ons <laughs> for um, for sleepers. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. They just, they just love them. I mean, they work, but, I mean, that's a goose body. You know, right. like, I don't think it really matters. Right. But... But what is nice, they stack. I mean, yeah. you, you can carry a shit some ton. Some of them. You can... Yeah. yeah, some of them stack. Yeah. And others. Like, I have some... Um, which I really like, actually, the big um, greenhead gear ones. Okay. But they're the fully flocked. That oh, man, they look nice. They look, Still this day, I've had those things for forever. There's a little bit of the flock. They've held up. I mean, there's sure a little bit of the flockiness coming off, and I stack them, you know. You have to take the heads off. That part kind of sucks. You know, that's, that's it's a little, yeah. little bit of a setup yep. thing you got to do, but it really doesn't take that much time. But man, they they look really good. Right. When, when they're my, especially sitting in the snow, you're my like, favorite's the the DOA, obviously the yeah. DOA sleeper. Yeah, we got some that look stupid. I mean, they're like long, skinny. Like, what the hell are these fucking things? But right. I mean, whatever. Their bodies in the field, right? I mean, yeah. We got them, and we're trying to run like a big giant refuge spread. It's like we just throw everything we have at them, and so they they get they come out of the trailer. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> No, you mix in you mix in those sleepers though, and then you have a couple full bodies. Like I'll throw the Avian X's out there, uh-huh. the big ones, the F, you know, flocked ones, and but you can make a really good looking, sexy, realistic spread. Heck yeah, like that, and you, just, you sit back and it's like, man, if we don't shoot anything, I'm fine. Like this, I kind of just like look at the spread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the thing. Like I've had some times when we're out hunting, and I'm like, this spread is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing I do not like about this spread. Ends up to be the worst hunt of your life. Oh yeah, yeah. We set we set one up on the Mississippi River one time. It was yep. late season. There was a little bit of snow and ice around, and we, you know, had them up on the on this island, sleeper shells and a couple full bodies, a couple floaters in the water, a little pack of mallards out here, and they're just doing dipping and diving yeah. in the current. We got tucked back, and they're you know built a little blind or whatever, and sat back and looked. At, we I remember taking a picture of it. It's like, dude, this looks like these. This is like live birds right here. <laughs> like this yeah. is awesome. I don't think we shot a thing. Right, <laughs> it's just like, it just goes to show how much like yeah, how much like human how much human thought yeah, you put into like yeah, this right. is this is what it looks like in Wildfowl magazine. So exactly, like, you know what I mean. Well, like, and I think our problem that day because we did see birds, but they were going like I think they were going out to feed or something. Like it was the time of day. We didn't get set up in in the morning or like got there in like midday or something. It was, like, it was a timing thing for us. Like we set up the worst, the wor- we hunted the worst possible hours of the day. Yeah. When they weren't coming to water or even flying over water, like they were, 
but it was the time we had available. So right. We thought we'd take a chance. It looked <laughs> it looked awesome. It might be the best spread I've ever set. <laughs> take some pictures, send it into some magazines. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know how well it turned out. Then you right. send a different picture with a big giant pile of, of dead geese and <laughs> yeah. some snow in the background. They wouldn't know. Right. You, know, you can make an article out of that. Easy. Easy. Right. No problems. Right. What was your best day last year? Best day? What would we shoot? I don't know. We got an opener. We shot a 16-man limit, I think. Pretty close. Yeah, just a couple 16 birds on guys it. out in the same field? Yeah, heck yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. we talked about this last podcast. Remember? We did? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, we talked about it, and you're like, I'm, I'm a smaller group. Yeah, guy. I don't know how I can get behind 16. We had a lot of birds flying over this field, though. Holy shit. Yeah, so we had that, and did then... Did birds ever leave? Like, you just clean up flocks every time? We were running traffic. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we were running traffic off a big feed of geese. We, my buddy had the X field, and then it, they somebody came, a bunch of old guys came and leased it from underneath them. Oh crap! So we sat up the field and we shot, yeah, whatever. I it, okay, it wasn't quite a sixteen man limit. I think we shot like forty nine or something like that. Oh, I mean, it was it was it was a pretty good day. But 16 we sixteen um, guys. Oh my god! What was the hide? It was a we we had a wheat field, and then there was a grass patch in the okay. middle. And we nice set grass up on hide. Yeah, sweet. Heck yeah, my favorite kind of hide for oh, sure. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. I love grass. Anytime you can get away with the grass side, that's yeah, yeah. Some ditch grass or edge or something. Yep. Hell yeah. That's, Heck yeah. That's what I always look for too. Like you disappear. Right. I mean, especially if you're trying to hide 16 people. Like, good god. Yeah. Although that many people, I mean, you probably could have done a just grassed them in and threw them right in the middle. It's just going to look like a giant clump of shit. You know, like right spot that didn't get harvested or something, you know, like right. that's, that's, it gets to be so big that it becomes something else. Like that doesn't look like your random four to six hunters in a field. Right. You know, now yeah. it becomes this giant thing and, you know, it all depends on the situation. Looks like it's supposed you know? to be. Yeah. There. Right. It gets so big. Yeah. I can't oh, remember the exact big. numbers on all that, but yeah, we had a, we had a whole army out there, so we didn't have to worry about who's calling the shots. I did, and then I, and then my buddy called someone, the kid that had you the field. kind of spread it, like, yeah. on different ends of the... A couple times, you know, sometimes it's just, like, obvious, and everybody's on the same page. Like, Jesus we're going to grease them right now, so... <laughs> yeah. God, were they just doing it dirty, Oh, too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Started out, we had close to no wind, so early morning, we had that some sucks. interesting stuff, you know, like, laying behind us or whatever. Yeah. But we, I mean, we swatted them, too, but later in the morning, it started working a little bit better for us, and, yeah, we had some... Bigger groups. Little breeze. Little breeze. One nice thing about having that many guys is not much leaves the field, or at least it shouldn't. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least it shouldn't. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's so many guys. That would have sounded like a war zone. Oh, yeah. All that shot. Oh, yeah. Sound like snow goose hunting. Right? (laughs) Right. Even though you still only have three shots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the the only time I hunted with that many guys last year, though. But, I mean, we did did do some bigger I didn't even get that many guys together on the same page. Like, that's... Like, it's crazy what geese will do. I'm not even sure I could scrounge. I'm not even sure I have 16 people on my friends list that I want to hunt with. It's, it's crazy <laughs> what what it'll do when it's opener goose and there's a feed of like 600 geese. You I know suppose what I mean? you just put you just put the word out like, hey, who wants to? We got a field right. who wants in. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna get some phone calls. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a fun time. How about you? How how did the season go? We had a pretty good year last year, yeah. uh, if I remember right. Um, you know, a couple couple busts you know, during the regular season, but we had a killer time out in North Dakota. Like, 
We shot specs. The specs were there. They hung out. Like I think that early snowstorm out there kind of stalled them out. Right. <clears throat> so that'll never happen again. I mean, we went out there, <clears throat> and we had heard that some people were getting them, like, consistently. I was mm-hmm. like, that would be sweet. I'd be okay with that. But I was like, mm heard this song and dance before you know yeah we get out to where we're gonna hunt and we start scouting we find a big feed and uh we're like yeah we're gonna hunt here and we all get out and we're just you know it's like the it's like a half hour an hour left to the daytime so we're just kind of watching the field and it's just birds flying everywhere and as soon as we step out of the truck we can just hear specks everywhere we all just like look at each other and start grinning we're like <laughs> oh yeah oh, this yeah. is gonna be awesome and then, well, that ended up turning into a fiasco because the field we we're going to hunt set up in wasn't posted. Okay. But down the line, here comes this tractor, and he ended up kicking us out of there. And in hindsight, I realized, like, we didn't think of it at the time because we were so, like, flustered. We're like, well, shit, now we're out of, out of daylight, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much. We, like, don't have time to scout. This was our plan, you know, like, fuck. <laughs> Um, didn't think to check Onyx. Didn't think to get that guy's last name, but we ended up finding out that that wasn't even his land. He's a farmer. Just one of those guys that hates people. He just oh. hates duck hunters, goose hunters. Darn. He's, he just he's just like, just because it's posted doesn't mean you can hunt it. Do you see well, you from Minnesota? Well, I'm sure he's yeah. on the plates, but yeah. he's like, just because it's not posted doesn't mean you can hunt it. Like, well, actually. That's exactly what your state law <laughs> right. is. is. Uh, did, you, did you see with uh, now it looks like there's a lot more farmers posting all their stuff out there because mm-hmm. of, the, of the border being closed? you see that? Oh, I haven't seen that, but yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I had some buddies that were out, out there, <clears throat> you know, shooting geese, and they said that, like almost everything's posted. Really? Yeah. That's fine. Then you just got to stop and ask. Right. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Just like Minnesota then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or South yeah. Dakota or wherever. wherever. It's like yeah. it's like every other state ever. I mean, it's, I, I'm surprised it's lasted this long. I know it's been brought to their legislature quite a few times. And right. It, it it barely fails usually, but eventually it's going to go away. I mean. What do you what do you think about the border being closed, like with the whole duck, uh, duck and goose migration our, and everything? Our gut feeling is North Dakota is going to be a shit show. Because everybody right. that normally goes to Saskatchewan or wherever yeah. is like, well, got to go somewhere. And right. North Dakota seems to be the easy. It's right there. Yeah. They're not afraid of drive. You know, I mean, it's half their, you know, their drive time is going to be cut in half. Right. You know. I'll be really I'll be really curious if I start seeing, you know, different plates around here. You know, that's something yeah. you're not used to in that Minnesota. That could, be, could you know? be more Illinois, Indiana, right. and stuff exactly. like that. Right, exactly. That might uh, kind of change the game a little bit but i'm i'm kind of wondering about how it's going to affect the migration and all that with without all them guys banging away up at them i up don't there. think it's going to affect the migration much uh, as i just don't think that hunting pressure i don't think hunting pressure is what gets them to migrate yeah i think it makes them it makes them move regionally you know they're gonna you know they get banged out of a field I mean, they gotta go somewhere right um, but I think it's weather and food availability is what makes definitely yeah. There's definitely that on. aspect. But I I personally I think that hunting pressure does have a good amount to do. Because even with it in too. Canada, I mean, how much pressure is up there? I mean, from people I know, they go up there. It's like right, super easy to get on fields. The hardest thing to do is find the owner of, of the property. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you got to drive. You know, they live 30 miles from where you're at, and when you're out there, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You never see another truck and trailer. It's like 
Yeah. How much pressure is there? You know. Well, somebody was telling me. I don't know if these facts are correct or not, but somebody was telling me that like sixty percent of the guys hunting up there are from the states. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's like I think sixty that's legit. Not yeah. that many Canadians hunt. So. No. And so it's like you're. That's a lot of guys not hunting up there. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. It it's will, gonna suck for those communities. They're yeah. Gonna be out oh, a yeah. lot of money. Right. For sure. For sure. I guess there's only one thing we can watch do. and wait and see. Watch, I mean, wait and see. I, if I was a betting man, I'd I'd put money on that. They'll still migrate when they would oh, migrate. Yeah. There's gonna be weather. There's gonna be a big storm once right. that water. Because I mean, I've seen that'll that. for sure push them. Yeah. I, I, oh yeah. You know, it's happened to us a bunch of times where we go out to North Dakota and we go to hunt, and it's like it's all stale birds because the weather's been stable for two weeks. Yep. And we know people are up in Canada banging. We see the reports on. You know, online, people are showing giant pile picks, and meanwhile, we're struggling in North Dakota. And then as soon as we go home, three days later, is a giant storm or temperature just drops down to nothing. You start seeing people shit stacking them in North yeah. Dakota because they just get oh, – yeah. that water's gone. Weather is a big Or key. snow. They yeah, get, even snow. if it doesn't free, but the snow covers all the crops, they're going to move. Right. You know, I, I think weather is a way – Way more of a factor. Yeah, way bigger yeah, factor. I, I agree. Weather, weather definitely is, but I, I don't know. I, I tend to look at it, the combination of the two together, you know what I mean, is what really pushes them down. But, yeah. I guess we'll, this year will be a good case study. Be a good case study yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess you'd have to look in, you'd have to look at harvesting, you know, um, records if anybody's keeping good ones and just, and just see if, if yeah. It, if it's later this year because they're not getting pushed out or if it ends up being roughly the same, then it's like, well, then I guess it's, it's nothing to do with pressure, I guess. Right. You know? Good time to live in Minnesota, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we see a migration, we're, we'll probably see it. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. south of us, sometimes it's a struggle. They need us to lock up and everything. Yeah, to get that's down true. There. I mean, you talked to like when I was snow goose hunting in Arkansas, they said their duck season was shit. Yep. Oh, yeah. They said nothing. It never got cold enough to push them. They stayed in Missouri the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, when we were there, there was ducks everywhere. Right. The season was close. You know, it's like, that sucks. Right. <laughs> now they move down, you know, like yeah. after the season close. They they fight, those southern boys fight the same shit we fight up here. You know, you yeah. have people that are always like, why does our season open so early? It should open later because we don't even get ducks till December, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, until the year you don't, you know, until the year it locks up the second weekend of November because it's a super early year. And then it's like now, yeah. you, now you missed out on the early season because you wanted it tacked on the end. And now we're all – there's two weeks of duck hunting that nobody's hunting because right. everything's frozen unless you got the few river zones. I do think the idea of a river zone would be a good idea. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. You know, keeping uh-huh. that, you know, either shutting it down for a few weeks mid-season – you know, which would do two things. Obviously, it's going to extend the opportunity calendar-wise for later in the year, but also it's going to take some hunting pressure off from They're going to have some little refuge areas right. mid-season if you can't hunt rivers for, you know, let's say three weeks in the middle of October. Make for some good hunting. You know, yeah. so they'd, they'd have a nice safe place to, to hang out, and uh, they might stick around longer, and then that would give you an opportunity right. to, you know, if you have river access, and, you know. Yeah, that's an interesting topic. To hunt yeah. later. I like the idea of a river zone. I would yeah. like to. I'd like to see them. I'll have to. I need to make notes of that. I I sent an email out to uh, Steve Court from the DNR. Okay. Uh, he's willing to be on. So is he? Just, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's gonna become a scheduling thing. It is because <clears throat> I remember I did a search 
I can't remember what I was searching for, but I ended up finding, uh, it was forms and it was like 2014 or something. It was on the Minnesota waterfalls forum. And this whole thread was just lighting steam up. I mean, just <laughs> lighting. It was about the teal season. Something about teal season, like the feds offered us a teal season and we didn't take it because he like, went, he was like, he was asking for their stuff. Like, can we get a, an accidental mallard? You know, he was, he really was like trying to help out, right? You know, but in the long run, because he didn't just take the offer on the table, he tried to amend it a little bit. They just said, "All right, fine, you're not getting the teal season at okay. all." Then, you yeah. know, they kind of went turned into a little bit of a, a dick measuring game, you know, with right. the feds. It's like if you should be mad at anybody, you should be mad at the feds. I mean, they could have said no to all this, all all of his amendments, but we. St- still allowed us to have a teal season. Right. But because he was trying to tweak it and do, you know, this, they're just like, well, fuck you, then you don't get one. It's like, mm-hmm. well, the fuck, dude? Yeah. You know, because if you really look at what he was trying to do, he was trying to help everybody out. Like, right. you know, do you want, you know, wouldn't you like to have one mistake, one oops bird? I and he was also yeah. trying to, ta- he also wanted to um, make it so you could shoot like a couple woodies or something. You know, oh. during the teal season, make it like a teal and woody season. And they're like, nope. And it's like, and they just, just kept teal. shooting stuff down. And it's like, well, you wouldn't want to shoot some woodies? At the same, <laughs> like, he wasn't doing anything, but they were pissed off because then they didn't get a teal season at all. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I usually end up feeling bad for the DNR because they're not our enemy. I mean, right. They're, they're, exactly. They're, yeah. They're trying to give you the best experience possible. It's not in their best interest to make it shitty. Right. You know, right. Well, what good would it be for it to be like, that's, you know, and they're trying to make everybody happy, which is impossible. No matter what you do, somebody's going to be pissed off. Oh, yeah. Because even if, well, I know this to be a fact, because even if we had gotten the teal season, you know who would have been bitching at him? The goose hunters. The goose hunters, yeah. Or, or the you know. Busting out the, the roosters. The, the dads, you know, that take their kids out for youth opener and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, they'd be all pissed and so Well, even youth youth, yeah. youth season people are pissed off. It's like, well, that should be before goose season. Or that should be, you know, it just screws up the roosts. And, it, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's like you hear it every freaking year. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No matter what decision he would have made. Some group of hunters were going to be pissed off at him, and he would—he's an idiot, and he should be fired. I mean, dude, they were was not—they were not saying kind things. I think it comes with the territory, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm you're in a, sure, you're in a position like I'm that. I'm pretty sure he has thick skin. He's been the waterfall yeah. expert for twenty years. I mean, he's been—he's been there for forever, right? So I—I I don't think—I don't think of you know, a couple guys lightening <laughs> him on a on a goofy form as I don't. I don't think he's losing any sleep at night. You know what we should do to, to make all these decisions is just make a poll in Minnesota Waterfowl or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Leave yeah. the comment thing yeah. open, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Comments open. Just poll. Voting this is the closes. official. Of, of yeah. Voting closes at 4 o'clock, yeah. you know, whatever. And then whatever it says that we'll just, we'll give that to legislation and then we'll just do that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That'll work out great. They'll respond <laughs> to all the Effenheimers and screw you yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. They're used to, the legislators are used to that too. You know? Yeah, they got a tough job. They can't ever make anybody happy. But I would, I would say they're even shittier at it. But it seems to be, it never goes through the general public's right. way. I mean, here we go back into politics, but it's always <laughs> seems some special interest group that's getting the, you know, yeah. the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know, that's kind of where we're at as a society, really. Oh, yeah. which fucking sucks, but. 
I'm super pumped up. Uh, how are the numbers looking in your areas? Good. Yeah. That's, I've heard that from everybody. There's just the, the, the hatch was. I mean, it was it was dynamite. It was it was. I I mean, granted, there could have been some different things, but as far as like our spring, it was like perfect for breeding geese. I don't have the numbers. I'm purely speculating, but just going on pure anecdotal evidence of my own eyeballs, I think this is the best hatch I can remember. I mean, yeah, I can't remember because like I, I was talking everywhere. in more depth to, with Trinan about it, but yeah, he I was talking to him about it, and then he posted some stuff. Yeah, it, it's a solid hatch. I mean, it's yeah. it's. Because the last two years have been practically non-existent. I mean, we last year was decent in most areas, it was but okay. some areas I heard it was like practically there was no geese. <clears> you know? Yeah, we had high water last spring, wasn't it? Like yeah, a year ago. High, yeah. Well, yeah. fluctuating water levels. Right, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a problem. It was more of a problem with the geese. We still had decent ducks. I think the ducks just, re, you know, they, they can pop out another clutch easy. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. think uh, there's actually been a couple duck. Clutch. I think duck numbers gonna be really good this year too. I, I've, I've seen some really young mallards late this summer. Okay. So chances are, well, they either lost them to predators and had to start over again, or chances are, the young. This is their second successful clutch. Right. Like the young just got right. big enough that they're on their own, and hmm. I mean they will reclutch. I mean they'll if they conditions are right, they'll pump out two broods. Yeah. So I've I've heard awesome with with that. geese. Anyways, I don't. I, it's only if the nest gets some of the clutch yeah. gets yep. ruined. With yeah. geese, it's pretty much geese, only yeah. if they lose the clutch, and then they have to lose it early enough. Uh huh. Because if it, you know if it happens, you know. Did you see that June? They're probably screwed. Did you see that? Um, I know Nick was me and Nick were talking about this, but with the coronavirus, the golf courses didn't go and ruin all the nests because they were shut down. Oh, I didn't. So uh, somebody literally wrote an article about how the coronavirus is helping the goose hatch. Could be because normally they like bring dogs in and stuff to scare the right, geese yeah. out from breeding on the golf I bet. courses. Yeah, probably. And they didn't do that because they were <laughs> shut down. Like that makes sense to me. <laughs> so you got a lot of golf courses. One good thing about I think the, there's yeah. only one other state in the country that has more golf courses, and that's Florida. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. I think I th- it's at least per capita, but I th- I think even statewide, I think the only state that has more is huh, is Florida. That's interesting. We got a shit ton of golf courses. In golf courses are good for geese too. Yes, they are. They're per water. Yep. Grass. Riparian habitat. Yeah. It's perfect for them. Tall grass around the water usually. Yeah. And then short grass for them to graze on. <laughs> like it's you could almost couldn't design a better. Those like geese you, probably fly, if you, you know, intentionally yeah. were to design a landscape for producing geese. Yeah. You'd probably create a golf a course. A golf course. Yeah. yeah. For sure, especially like yeah, those geese are probably like this is this is like this how every, is, this is right how there. it is everywhere, yeah. right? Like there's right. just grass and water and it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. They don't have, they don't have to go anywhere. They walk out of their roost up onto the green and graze and go right back into the water with right. no flying needed. <laughs> I want to hunt a golf course. Have you ever hunted one? I haven't. I haven't. God, I want to so bad. It'd be sweet. A lot of coordination to. with the golf course, but yeah, I know a lot of them do it. You know, oh, yeah. they want them gone. Yeah, they want them gone. I mean, gone. they shit all over the place. And it's, it's an early. It's usually a really early morning thing. You know, they yeah. obviously they want you to be done before the first tea time. Usually, so it's like I said, there's a lot of coordinating going on. But, yeah. Um, I've talked to a couple guys that said they've actually hunted while guys are on the greens. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there all tucked. They don't even know you're there. They're walking by, and all of a sudden you wave at them or whatever, and they're like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> or you shoot, 
I'd be like, I'd be shooting in their backswing for sure. Right. Would geese are in the air or not? Like just to fuck, <laughs> just to fuck with them. I know in my in my hometown, you know, a smaller town, it was a football field. Yeah. Just loaded with geese. The Ro- the Roseville football high school football fields just oh, fucking man. stack up. And then the Blaine soccer fields. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude. Well, that's, that's insane. They should have an archery hunt out there. Right. Just to get rid of them damn things. Band them all. This was banded at do this it. high school. Do it. You, all you got to do is herd them into the soccer nets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just get some dogs out there, get them before they can Put fly. Put a corn pile in the, yeah, in the, in yeah, the yeah. soccer net. Oh, you could ban so many of those things. That'd be sweet. Well, that actually, there's going to be less bans this yeah. year. That was a yep. definite um, corona For effect. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they are still banning though in some places. Are they? So it didn't completely get shut down, but sounds like it just not gonna be as many. So that which sucks in general, just obviously your chances of getting banned go down, but the information you're losing, right? You know, for that your class. Exactly. Exactly. Which I guess the lack thereof it might be evidence. You know, mm-hmm. when you see this big gap, I mean that that might be an interesting footnote in some of these studies, you know, where right. they see this little blip of, because then they'll get a kind of feeling of how important it is to band, you know. Yeah. If they really start seeing a noticeable difference of band reports, where it's like, we can visually see on our chart coronavirus where we didn't band because we, these weren't reported. So they can take, then they could take like how many are reported versus how many are banded and come up with some sort of equation so yeah it'd be a silver lining to that i guess and maybe they'll band more if they see that it's really that it makes a big difference right you know yeah which yay more bands i know i'm a <laughs> i'm a big uh snapchat researcher right like when i see somebody shot a band i'm the first one to be like where was it banded yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i'm always trying to do the math all in my head you know <clears throat> and <laughs> that's that was the end of the story yeah that just abruptly ended i wasn't ready for that no, I love that. I that's like the few times I only have a few bands, but like my snow goose bands are the best ones because mm-hmm. like the the miles they put right. on. Oh, like, yeah. And one of them was really old. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was like sixteen years or something. All beat like, up and yeah. I mean, it's like dang, and it was banded as an adult. So who knows how old it really was? Right. You know? It just had a band on its leg for sixteen years, and then like Nunavut. Or wherever the, you know, wherever the hell that is, or Churchill, Manitoba, yeah, and Churchill, you look on the yeah. map and you're just like, way wow. up there. That's, um, like hot, 16 years that thing's been making that trip. You almost wonder how many times that bird's been shot at, like how many times that bird's like dodged death. Yeah. You know, or I mean? has he ever? Right. Know? Or has yeah. he just avoided hunters? And you know, I mean, it's a mathematical game at some point. You know, mm-hmm. it's like how many of these birds actually see hunters, and you know, versus how many? Do, you know, that's. That's the kind of stuff that just blows my mind. It is. That's what I like. So we we got a Canada band that we shot, like in Rock Creek, and it was banded in Rock Creek. It's oh like, yeah. Well, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. Like that sucks. I mean, it's cool. Right. It's still cool it's to get so a band, cool. but it's like the story, not as cool. <laughs> yeah. The story is not cool at all. You're like, ah, that sucks. <laughs> it's like right. basically shooting the farm goose. You know, at that point, you're like, eh, whatever. That sucks. I shot one in. Uh, by Stump Lake up by Devil's Lake. Okay. Same, and kind of the same thing. It was yep. like Stump Lake Sportsman Club. Was, I was like, ah, it was only like four miles away or something. And you're like, that sucks. My <laughs> buddy, this was a couple years ago, but my buddy 
shot a banagoose and the sucker was banded 10 years ago a mile from my house. Oh, really? <laughs> and I told him to screw himself because I was like, man, I should have killed that bird. Right. That and he killed it like right around our, our, you our house too. Yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, God. Mm. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> How about Joe's insane year last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe always has an insane year. Well, but last year just seemed like extra absurd. I mean, it just seemed like every single day Snapchat was like, oh, more bands. You're like, what in the fuck? Right. How, like, dude. Get in the right place, man. I guess. I mean, just, yeah. Uh, location, location, location. Cause, oh, yeah. But even then, you still have to shoot You still have to shoot the band. And it sounds like they don't really band hunt that much out in Fergus. Well, he, like, he's, like a, he's like a master at seeing them, too. Like, he's told me all about it. Like, he can see them. Like, yeah. when he's watching geese, he's looking at their legs, not, right. not yeah. the goose itself. Which is know? really hard to do. I've, I've right. tried to do it, but it's like. So much chaos going on, you know, like yeah. they're switching up and not all of them have their legs down or, and then all of a sudden they're in the down and then they're down and you can't like, oh, Jesus. Right. You know, and like what Nick says, you know, to truly band hunt, you got to let them land, stay still till they're comfortable and right. then start, then bring the binoculars up and start scoping. I mean, it's like. We've talked about doing it. We've even we've even headed to the field with the intent of doing that same thing. And then they start coming in. First fucking flock. They're like, take them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Let's you know, mop them. Yeah, you get all jacked up. Because like, <laughs> then you start thinking, well, what if we don't shoot anything? So who fucking cares? Right, right. Well, and a lot of it, too, is like the location. You know, it's like you got to decide whether it's going to be worth your time or not, too, you know. Yeah, I mean, the area, I mean, in theory, and we've gotten a handful of them. And the area that we hunt, I mean... There's a refuge not far from there, and there's a lot of traffic that comes from that direction. So we should, you know, they're in the area. I know they're in the area. Um, They're around. They would probably be, you could probably legit band hunt in that area. Okay. But you'd have to legit band hunt. There's a lot that goes into it, too. You'd have to land them. Well, it depends on what kind of field, too, like. If they land, can you see the band? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's that aspect, yep. too. Like, you almost need, like, a golf course or, like, you know, something else. It was one of my fields that I was so excited about this year. Nice, big, beautiful wheat field. They cut that shit super tall. Did they? I don't even think the geese are using it. Really? Like, there's cranes in it, but, you know, they don't care. They right. got 12-foot-long legs. But the geese, it's like, the wheat's probably... Oh, it's well over a foot, or right at a foot. So it's like that's not gonna be comfortable for them to land. Be stabbing themselves in the chest yeah. when they try to land. You know, like what the hell? You got some stuff lined up for opener? Or? I do. Yeah, yeah. I was one of those guys that got permission real early. <laughs> they, they just hang in there. You think? Uh, we're gonna go check it out this weekend. Okay. And they're around the area. You know, we did a little bit of scouting the weekend that we went pigeon hunting, which is why we went pigeon hunting. Okay. It was that wheat field that had a shit ton. Yep. Of, you know, like two hundred pigeon in it yeah uh, we didn't see any geese in it no i had permission to a couple of the fields that haven't been cut yet at that time hadn't been cut some oats sure so that could be that could be real good it's gonna be really interesting man i think it's gonna be a scramble this but, year because the because the, the there's not as much small grain and on top of that like it's all it most of it's gonna get cut way days. early well it uh, it's already, already has cut. been cut. yeah but, yeah. but it's gonna it's gonna get cut like 
days before opener. Oh, again, well, that could be good. I hope it could be I good. So. It could be good, but I, I know there's going to be a lot of guys that are thinking they're going to smash them on opener right now that are going to be freaking pissed. Screwed, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when we, we did some scouting, and there was we saw geese in really weird areas. Yeah. Like, right next to houses, like big flocks, a couple mm-hmm. hundred, like in a hay field, 50 yards off a farmhouse. You're like, what the fuck? Right. Like, what? I'm not even asking. Like, that's, like, especially two weeks out, like, they won't be there. Like, right. That's, I mean, maybe they will, but it's, like, I'm not setting up there anyways. Like, I'm not haunting right next to somebody's house. Like, that's stupid. So, yeah, we saw them in some really weird spots. Well, we did see a couple of fields that weren't cut yet, small grains. So okay. Knock on wood. I mean, hopefully hopefully we get some. And then we we scouted one field that's just a beautiful, like, like alfalfa field or whatever it is. It's like just bright green. Looks like it's just been recently cut for hay. It'd be a great traffic field. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's just, it's in line with other fields that we've done really well on. And it's in like, it's just north of like the shit plant where they roost. So it's like, Migrators. it'd be a really good migrator field. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect visibility. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like. I I would set there blind for sure. No northwest wind, no problem. Give it to me, man. I freaking <laughs> I'm so ready for those migrator days. We man. might get it. You know, we we're talking earlier. We might get it opening weekend. It's crazy, you know, because there's a lot of guys that say, you know, if I say, hey, we might get migrators opening weekend, most people are like, get out of here, dude. Like, what are you? Right. Yeah. But then I was These looking. Local geese, I was like, looking through Snapchat. We open up on September 5th this year. Mm-hmm. September 7th was the first molt migrator day that we had last year. See? Well, and the long-range forecast has it being much cooler. Yep. Right now we're in the 90s as we record this. Right. Uh, this this one probably won't get released for a couple of weeks, but um, this one might come out right in o- the week of opener. Yeah. Might be, be good timing for it. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see where it comes out, but. I'm ready for it. Oh, I'm just tired of 90 degrees. You almost tired of 80 degrees. Yeah. Like, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready just... for sweatshirt weather. Buy some Goose Brand hoodies. Buy some Goose Brand hoodies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you just ordered the, you got the uh, popular one up that everybody oh, yeah. wants. Yeah, we got the, I'm going to buy one it's of those. The, it's the grass hide, so it's going to be perfect for September. Yeah, absolutely. For all year. I mean, I do grass heads all year, but then, then we're going to move into, you know, the white and get some thicker stuff going, some beanies, but I got a bunch of hats coming. Should got, be here this you week. You got white ones for snow goose hunting? I, yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I sold some, but they were like thinner. And okay. then I thought about it. And I was like, why am I selling thin white? Yeah, hoodies? right, right. You know yeah. I mean? They, I mean, they're yeah. they're nice to wear around, really casual. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, yeah, we're gonna go far clothes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't go many other places without wearing Goose Brand. No. Right. Well, I just I usually don't go anywhere without a full scale hat. Right. Either, so you got to rep your own brand. Oh you yeah. Know? It's, oh yeah. You know. You see, I brought you a shirt. I, I already did. gave that to you. Appreciate yeah, I, and some koozies too. So, Ooh, very nice. we should be rocking. Right I know now. we should be. Keep, yeah. Oh, I've been using the bear hunt. I just got that one. We just did a podcast yesterday morning for the bear hunt. So, I don't. I, I have like a zillion of these things floating around, and I never use them. Yeah. Why? Well, that's the thing it's too. So like, dumb. Like, why am I not using? Like, my beer is getting pissed. Yeah. Long. Why should we be using a fucking koozie? Like all summer, koozie. I'll hand these goose brand koozies out, and then. The next weekend we'll be out in the lake drinking or whatever. They're not using them. I'm like, I gave them to you to use. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, you think right. I just bought that with my logo yeah, on it? To, they got them posted on their wall, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, but. we have a whole, like, the wife and I bought, like, we have a shit ton of them. They said, to have and to hold and to keep your beer cold is what they say on them. Yep. They had the date of our wedding. It was the first date of our wedding. My 
wife broke her ribs Ooh. like days before the wedding. So obviously we had to postpone it. Like that yep. wasn't going to happen with broken ribs. Like there's not many dancing or laughing or, right. you know, whatever. Like you can't even get out of bed. Like, yeah. So rescheduled it, but we never handed out the goozies because it's like, <laughs> yeah, the wrong fucking date on them. You had a bunch. <laughs> so yeah. I got, I got in that room right there, that office was fucking box full of them. It's fucking worthless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they still work. Right. They're still, still keep cold. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's just like, what the hell? Hey, can you turn them inside out? could just do that. I'll look at that. Uh, Why did I just now think of that? God damn, I'm an idiot. Sell them on Amazon. There you go. (laughs) Turn them inside out, put a different stamp, a different... uh, I'll make them full-scale ones. There you go. put on the inside. Hey, can you reprint these full-scale? Just turn them inside out. (laughs) (laughs) You get some, uh, get some, like, you you got some tumblers? No, not yet. That's something I'm looking into. Coming into? Yeah, for sure. Those would be cool. Yeah, always, I, always need a good, and don't make them shiny. Right. Stick with the the matte colors. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I just bought a new trailer this year, and um, I got an electrician buddy, and, and not that I couldn't do it myself, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have a coffee maker in my trailer this nice. year. Real nice. So everybody can be, you know, you go to the gas station, you I'm get whatever. I'm this year. But then you, <laughs> before you go out to the blind, yeah. when everything's set, fresh, fill the tumbler up, tumbler of coffee. Yeah, Hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, there's nothing better. I love coffee in the blind, man. It's the best. I just like caffeine during hunting season, too. <laughs> well, yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? You're up at 3 o'clock in the morning oh, or earlier. Yeah. and Yeah, dude, it's, coffee is invaluable. But there, it's that comfort. You know, as much as you like drinking coffee on your deck and whatever on a lazy Sunday morning, like in the blind, waiting for that light to come up or even in between flocks and you're just sipping a hot, hot coffee, dude, shooting shit with the boys. Like, oh, yeah. God damn it. It's good times. It's almost here, David. It's almost, it's almost here, here, baby. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Well, what else do you got for me? We'll have to hunt this year. We should. Yeah, it'd be fun. We should. Really fun. Um, uh, I'm hopefully I'll have – I've been booking a few hunts. Um, I have a feeling I'll get some more calls once birds start hitting the dirt and people oh, get yeah. real jacked up about sure. it. Sure. Uh, but I have pre-booked a couple things. Uh, I got a – I got a how to cook class. Okay, uh, yeah, I saw that. Going I saw on that. At Wings North in Pine yeah, City. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we got we're about half booked, so we still got some room if anybody's interested. It's forty bucks for the class. Okay, uh, I'm gonna be presenting three different dishes that you can make. Uh, two easy ones, and then one that's a little. It's not hard. It's just a, there's there's really not even that many steps. It's mostly waiting. Yeah, you know, it's like getting it in. It's the braised goose legs, so it's mostly like, okay. Here's how you get it ready. Throw it in the oven. Yep. Relax. Like you don't have to do anything for four fucking hours. You know, it's like yeah. it's just it's an all day cook kind of thing. But cool. Hands down, probably my favorite way to eat them. I mean, they're just yeah. And I like the legs way more, and I like the breast, even though I really like the breast too. But it's like the flavor when you get everything melted down, and you break down that tougher leg meat, and then it becomes tender, and then you, pff, dude, mashed potatoes, some gravy. Forget about it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. People just don't believe me, but it's like it's so good. It's like when I make the goose breast tacos, which will be one of the things yep. that I do. Like I make it for the the guides in spring snow goose season. Yep. And they just they can't they're just like dumbfounded. Okay. How good it tastes. I'm like, and it's so easy. Like I don't it it's fast. 
Right. Like it takes like 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. The longest part of it is cooking the onions down. Mm-hmm. Like literally. Like you're flash, you're flash cooking, flash frying the, the goose breast, you know. Now, is everybody bringing their own meat or are you just cooking your own, just showing them how to do it? Yeah, so I can't sell wild game. Well, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And so, well, for one, I'm not selling a dinner. It's not, it's not a dinner. I mean, obviously there'll be, you know, you'll be able yep. to taste it and sample it. Um, but I'm showing it that it's a cooking class. Yeah, I mean, okay. So I'll have my birds, what I can have in my possession. Yep. And then um I'll have people helping me too. And so they'll have they'll have some in their possession. Okay. And, and whether they get some or we have to be gifted some, but it'll yep. all be legal. It'll you know, it'll be tagged oh, yeah. and license numbers and addresses and all that stuff. Sure. I actually reached out to the DNR in that area. I need to reach out to them again because I got an email back from them saying you should be getting a call from a the conservation officer in that area within the week and then I, I haven't. So huh. Off the, you think they'd be all about you know? Yeah, I want them to be part of it. I yeah. want I want them to be there. Just right. I think it's a good like. I just think it's a good thing for them to be at. Mm-hmm. You know, like for sure, bridging that gap of you know making it a more friendly, positive, yeah, experience between hunters and conservation officers. So yep. they're not always looked at as like the bad guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you know, I want them to know that I'm doing it legit. You know, yeah. For sure, for you sure. Know, I, I don't want, you know, someone coming down and like, oh, he's selling wild game, and you know, they kick in the door, and, <laughs> and yeah. then and then I got to explain it. You know, it's right. like, no, here's all the tags, and so I'd be better off that that I have that they're part of the process the whole way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for sure. That'd, that'd be awesome. I, I would love it. And yeah. Then hopefully, we could then do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get a conservation officer on on. The podcast, I yeah. think that'd be great. Oh I mean, yeah, dude, that'd they're really the, cool. They're the ones with the stories, well, man. Well, and yeah, they're they're the type of people that can just ramble on and on and on and oh, on yeah. and on. And then I mean, you know, it's like, all right, well, it's their passion. I mean, yeah, it's why for they, sure, why they took the job in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I got my I got my horror stories, you know. Yeah, Even more than horror stories, like like everybody does. But I think for the most part, you know, most of them are good guys, and I don't think they like writing tickets, you know. Right. How would you like a job where every time you confront somebody, you know they're armed? Right, and they're all armed too. <laughs> like, like in the you case know of that it's not yeah. like they might be. No, no, no. They all have guns. They're out there to kill stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they're always armed. Yeah, always. Exactly, and they know <laughs> how to use them. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh god, here we go. I mean, that'd be a stressful gig, man. I had one one thing happen this year. Actually, we got checked. I I got checked a couple times, multiple times this year. But fishing, um, goose on. Oh, last year. Yeah, last season. Okay. But the far they just drove out in the middle of the field. Oh, yeah, they just bomb out. And I'm like, kind of, you know, like I get it, but at the same time, like there's some fields that the farmers like do not drive out there. Right. Like if you drive out there, you're Don't, done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Don't ask You know what again. I mean? Yeah. In this particular case, it was a cornfield we could drive out, but I was just thinking like, you know, and they probably know that. They but may still, have checked with the landowner first. Who knows? They could have, yeah, yeah but... No, I've, we've, I've had that. We're just all of a sudden you see this truck just, I mean, and they don't drive slow. Like, they bomb out there. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what in the hell is going on like that? Oh, yeah. that's the CO. Like, yeah, get your license ready, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting checked. Yeah. But that's it's why. a normal part of hunting, you know. Have you run into the, like, the, like, toe tags? Do you, do you, have you yeah, run into yeah, that Yeah, yeah, we've problem? done that. We've done that when I, when we've been guiding and stuff. Like, um, we did that, uh, we did this one hunt, me, Nick, Johnson and then Lucas, we ran this youth hunt, 
um, in the city of Anoka. It was like in town. We got a per- they got a permit for it. It was for some organization or okay. something like that. Um, and yeah, we we made sure everything was. Yeah, but I've used them multiple times. Yeah, they're easy enough to use. You yeah, know? I actually, I actually like using them. Yeah, especially in a in a guided situation, mm-hmm. and especially when you have a claimer in right. the group. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got that one. Great. Here you go. Right. Every time he claims one, just give it to him. He'll be he'll be tagged out in no time, and then he's got to put that gun down. Well, and there's <laughs> it's, they're simple, and I mean, obviously, there's the guy that sells them, you know, which is a brilliant idea, but. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just something to mark your mark your birds with. You know yeah, who I mean? cares? I mean, yeah. you can get them. You don't have to use those. I don't think that's what Nick uses. He buys those, like, ones in bulk. They're just plain yeah. tags. Just like, like tags, they're, yeah. They're everything tags, which just. I mean. There's no confusion. Just mark no. your birds. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, you have to in a, in a guiding sense. But even even with your buddies, it's like, have you, have, has that been an issue when you've been checked? No. I've never had one talk to me about it. Okay. No. No. From what I understand, it seems more of a Fed thing. It yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're I mean the Feds are like, I hate even to say this because I'm like here I was just talking about trying to bridge that gap between CEO and Hunter, but it seems like the Feds are, seems like they're the dicks. Like for whatever reason, they always seem to have an attitude. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I've never talked to one. You know what I mean? But we got checked. One time, last day of goose season, and this guy came rolling up, and uh, same thing. He just bom- we were on water though, uh-huh. but he came bombing in his boat, and he yep. had his dog there, and he jumped. He was set up as a hunter, you know, yep. down the line, kind of doing that thing, and he came. We we shot him his flock of birds. He went. We got our birds brought back. Boom! He came out, as he had been watching us and counting. He thought we were one over our hen limit. Okay, which you weren't. We actually shot a. It was a eclipse Drake. Really, the last day of the season, the one yeah. was still eclipse. You know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, he went through, dude. He went through everything with a fine tooth comb. He yep. didn't get us on anything, and, and it, he seemed really bothered by it. You know, it's like, well, shouldn't you be happy? Right. Like, why does that irritate you that you didn't bust us? Yeah. That means we're following the rules. You should be like, good job, guys. How about right. some high fives? Uh huh. Like, that's what you should be doing. Not stomping away all pissed off that you didn't catch us in something. Right. We weren't doing anything wrong. We we're following the rules. Yeah, I've, 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 yeah. So far, I've, I've had some really good experiences actually with DNR officers. Like we had, um, you know, the one time we were hunting during deer season, you know, so we had our orange and everything, and we sat and had a good conversation with them about it, and like, you know, like what, like why is this the case? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were totally legal, but yeah, I, I do like it when, when, when they are, are cool, when you can have a good conversation mm-hmm. with them too. You know what I mean? We had an incident last year that I don't, don't really want to talk about on the on the podcast. Sure, but I'll tell you off here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just kind of a shitty thing. I mean, the way it the way it shook out. But going back to that that same incident, like this guy was, you know, he was checking everybody's plugs, obviously. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Then he was checking shells, and he's like, just you know, putting a magnet up to it and stuff like that. And he's holding one. And he's like, this seems a little bit heavy. Cuts it open. Runs a magnet over it. It's all good. You know, there's no lead in it. It's just all steel. It was like a nice, like, it was like a premium shot shell of some, I don't remember, it might have been Black Cloud or something. Okay. I don't remember. And so I think he legally has to replace that. So he, like, digs in. And he's like, oh, that one's good. He digs in his pocket and gives the guy, like, a two and three quarter, whatever, shitty shell. The brass is all corroded. And it's like, that's a replacement? Like, <laughs> a $2 shotgun shell. He just gave me a quarter. 
<laughs> like, yeah, like, he was looking at every like he just so badly wanted to get us on something. It's like I just don't understand that mentality. Right. It's like, fine, go go over it with a fine tooth comb. Like, do your job. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that. But when at the end of the inspection we're all good, literally he should have thanked us. Right. Like like you guys did it. Like I I you know. Like top to bottom, left to right, you guys are following all the rules. Right. Appreciate it. You exactly. Know, good job, guys. Yeah. Nope. He was like pissy about it. It's like, did you go check other guys hunting out there too, or what? I'm sure he did throughout the course of the day. We didn't. We didn't see him. I think he went back to his little hidey hole there. Was he shooting at him too? I don't think so. Really, dude. He had the shittiest setup. Really. I mean, we could see him the whole time. He, he was not hidden. He had like dozen and a half shit ass decoys like uh-huh. we should have known i mean it didn't matter because we weren't breaking the law but right. it's like we saw him way over there like that guy ain't gonna shoot shit like what the fuck dude we could see him the whole time just standing there like you know what i mean did like he, he wasn't we, trying to be hit binos on you and stuff or what he must have i'm yeah. sure he did but we didn't you know we weren't we were hanging out bullshitting and watching the sky we weren't watching right him you exactly know? like give a shit what he's doing even if he was you know if he was just a, another hunter like why would we be watching him like we got better things to do yeah i think we did end up getting our limit that day if not our limit close to it right it, was a good, it was fun it was a good day nice yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun i'm jacked up for it i can't wait i'm excited i'm excited yep. like i said hopefully book some more trips um you say are you do you guide i mean i just help out here a lot there. yeah help i help out a lot um yeah i i was up in Fergus a little bit last year with okay. uh, my buddy Peter Krog, Pit Properties. We were up there hunting. Nice. Yeah, and then obviously I contest call with guides, and, you know, I find myself out helping and help max out guides a little bit too. So, cool. Yeah, for sure. Something you want to expand into eventually? Is that yeah. in the oh, yeah. that in the five-year plan? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll that's the five-year plan? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Damn yeah. it, David. Yeah. You're like, you just won't give me any secrets. No. I hate you. You're dead to me. <laughs> no. No, I'm looking forward to a really good, good season. We'll get every, give everybody how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, uh, buy your stuff. Well, obviously my company Goosebrand, Goosebrand.com, Facebook, Instagram at Goosebrand, and then my personal Instagram is at David Goose Eight. Obviously, add me on Facebook. Eight. I think I still got some room. Yeah, the number eight was my baseball number. I just haven't changed <laughs> it. Yeah, but yeah, if you like a lot of sound files and goose hunting stuff, it's just about all I post. So Heck yeah, well. I'm glad that the uh, goose calling thing is is adapting and doing what they need to do to be active. Yeah, cause for sure. I, I think I do think that that kind of gets a lot of younger kids interested in, mm-hmm. in a much more intense level, right? Than just than just going out and hunting. So, right. You know, the the more young hunters we can grab, the better. Uh, keep that. Keep those voices at the table when they start passing laws. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like I said, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And yeah. The ignorant masses that don't know anything about hunting seems to be the ones that bitch about it. Right. Why they get a voice is beyond me, but that's just how it works. That's how it works. How it goes, man. For what a sure. depressing way to end a podcast. God <laughs> damn it, I'm Hey, it's almost it. goose season. Yes! Yeah. It's almost goose season. We'll be goose hunting soon. Let's smash them. There we go. Let's yeah. get them. No, I'm gonna definitely going to buy one of those sweatshirts from you, though, so I'll give you two. I'll get on that. Sweet. Pro staffer. Pro staffer. There <laughs> All you go. right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, David.
through the blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.